0: Welcome, everyone, to the Credible Nerds Podcast. My name is Justin, and I'm here with my fellow vampire killer, Jordan. Hello. And we are here to talk about the next book in our Stephen King series reread, uh, Salem's Lot. And if you haven't checked out our our previous reviews can do that on our youtube channel just uh subscribe to the channel and like the video to help us out it uh doesn't cost you anything but it helps us out a lot so we've previously reviewed carrie uh fire
1: and
0: uh the the dog book cujo, cujo. that's what it is so yeah. and uh i thought we had some pretty good conversations there so check those out let us know what you think. Um, but yeah, Salem's Lot, typical vampire story. Uh, we've I've recently read it uh, for the first time, and Jordan's read it many times. So we'll have some good conversations about uh, how how this book goes. It's pretty straightforward. It does start off with a uh, I guess it's not necessarily a flashback because it's present time, and the main story is the flashback. Correct. Correct. Yeah so i was a little confused at this prologue because it doesn't really give uh names i don't think and it's just the boy and the man
1: the boy and the man yep
0: Mm -hmm. and they're running from something so you get this idea like oh something bad happened and this kind of mentioned that this town was uh, destroyed or the people of the town were destroyed and killed and so you kind of sets up this mood like, oh, what happened? What's going on here? And so I didn't know this book. I knew it was about vampires, but I didn't know much of the backstory. So I was pretty intrigued, but also confused at the same time, which I guess is a good thing because you're going to keep reading, kind of figure it out. So as far as this prologue goes, Jordan, do you feel like, do you remember the first time you read it? And if you don't, or either way, if you do or don't, when you read it again, knowing the story, how it all plays out is a good setup for this story.
1: Yeah, I do like the, you know, impending kind of doom setup, you know, like, okay, now you know you know this has happened,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and as you're reading it, you kind of get a, a sense, okay, you've got a man, you got a boy, it's pretty, the boy is not so quick to figure out, um, you know, you have the prologue with the man, and then it's like, chapter one is... Ben Mears and you're like okay that's yeah. probably the man right? It took so, me a
0: while to figure that out <laughs> so you're, you're,
1: Okay so you're Kind of following that so you got that sense um, And so you You know and, and then a little while it's You know then you've got these other Other kids that are then brought in You're like okay here's how It's going to play out but then with that You do know like Okay it's not going to go well for, yeah. <laughs> You know All these people that he's coming into because a lot of the book too that I really like is the town itself because that you know Jerusalem's lot which is the the full name of the town not Salem's lot but Jerusalem's lot is kind of a character in and of itself yeah so that's also a good I do like that there's big chunks of the book where it's you know he's broken off so you have chapters of Ben and chapters of this person and then you have just the other
0: citizens of the yeah it kind of gives a summary of what's going on in that snapshot of time yep and the first one i'd read i didn't like it i was like oh this is dumb i want to get back to the main story but then it can't you know it kind of reveal as i got to towards the end of that s- snapshot of the citizens and everything i was like okay yeah that was good and then from then on i was fine with it i thought like, okay this is what because you can't there's so many people in the town so much stuff happens you can't you know, have a chapter point of view for every one of them. Yeah. So it was a good way to kind of show what's going on elsewhere. So I like yeah. that. And the,
1: the thing that I really enjoy with, and you get it with, you know, a, well, I can't say with a lot of different vampire books, I'm pretty limited in in terms of novels of vampire books. Um, but with most, you get the, you know, patient zero, if you will. The vampire yeah. comes in, The vampire comes into the town and then slowly, you know, is picking off people one by one. And so that's where the town chapter is really, you know, the first one, the first one, yeah, nothing, nothing happens, right? It's, you got a, you know, kids working on a farm and you've got a real estate guy and you've got a, you know, all these different just people that, mm-hmm. as you read it through, I remember like the last time I read it, um, maybe a year or so ago, but you're like, okay, I know, I know this person. I know this person. I know what happens to him. So, yes, this is interesting. Setting this this up because it kind of like everyone happens for a reason. So,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, and it does kind of give you the sense that there's a lot of bad people in this town, right? <laughs> a lot of cheater, cheaters, liars, stealers, adulterers. You know. Child abusers, it's it. It kind of as the story went on, it was like, oh, this is that child abuser lady. <laughs> I don't yeah, care if no. she dies, <laughs> right? There's there's bad people. Some of them are good, like the yep. boy's parents. You're like, oh man, how how come they had to die? But a lot of them are just you're just like, yeah, he he deserved it, you know, yeah. type thing. <laughs> so was, if you do
1: like those people, and you know, when you see mo- any movie like. Really any type of show, but you're like, God, I really hope this guy, <laughs> yeah. you know, this guy or gal gets it in the, in the end. So yeah. yeah, it does set up, set those up. So yeah. And again, yeah, Steve, I mean, King is famous for being long, long winded and really <laughs> making you know characters, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. No one, when no one dies, it's not like eh, I never knew that person. They're like, you know who the people are. So yeah.
0: And that's good storytelling, I think. Good character yeah. development. So even though it may take a while to get there, when it's when it matters, you appreciate it, that it happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, all right. So the boy in the prologue, the boy and the man, they go to the Catholic priest, and the boy tells them what happened. And they, I guess he he had wrote a novel and got it published, so that's where they were funding all their their driving around and living yeah. in different yeah. places, right? Was that the same novel that he was working on throughout the book, or is that? Different? I honestly. Or doesn't don't matter. Re-
1: don't remember, but I. W- I want to say it might be because you know he went there and people were like, "Hey, are you writing about the Marston House? Like, is that why you're here specifically?" And it kind of was, and then I think it all kind of, you know, tied together in the, in the end.
0: Yeah, well, I know he destroyed it. When they were, like, getting ready to leave, mm-hmm. he, he threw it in the fire or the trash or something. He didn't leave the town with it. But I wonder if he, like, rewrote it yeah. later, now that he was, like, a type of therapy. Like, oh, all these yeah, bad know, things happened.
1: I, I could be wrong, but I don't know if it ever says, like, this was the book he... Yeah.
0: Yeah, he, it probably doesn't matter. But I think, uh, so they were kind of reading the newspaper clippings of that area, trying to find out if things have died down. And I guess it, they've found some. And so they decided to go back. They're like, well, we got to go back. We got to finish what we started. So then you're like, oh, what, what did they, <laughs> where did they start? So then you jump into the story of, you know, it's a flashback. Ben shows up to town for the first time in a, in a long time. He's already a published successful author. People in the town have read his book. Some people remember him. So he's kind of got this semi-famous notoriety, notoriety showing up, and some people like him, some people think he's a loon or whatever word they use. And but he ends up staying at a boarding house and starts to get back into the the town and get make get back into society and get to there. To I don't think he ran into anybody he knew from previously because he was a teenager, right, when he was there before. He
1: was yeah, he was young when he.
0: When he left, so yeah, but he ends up striking up a friendship with Susan Norton, who's uh mm-hmm. first I thought she was a high school kid and I was like, oh, it's kind of weird, but she's <laughs> old, she's graduated and has a job I think, yeah. and she's looking to move on in the near future. But they meet up, they strike up a relationship and uh, start to like each other, and then there's another friend, the the teacher, Matt.
1: Yep, Matthew Burke.
0: Yeah. And he's older than than Ben, right? He's like yeah. maybe 10, 15 years older, 20 maybe.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure the exact difference, but yes, he's, he's older because, I mean, and you, not to say young people can have heart attack, but his heart attack <laughs> puts him in the hospital. True. That is a big part of the thing. So I'd have to put him, you know, I'd, I'd say in his 60s. And I think in the movies he's... He's old. So. Oh, okay.
0: All right, so he's that much older than, than Ben. All right. And then uh, they all hang out at this bar, this local bar, and that's where they, he meets Matt, I believe, for the first time, and a couple other people in the story. So he's just hanging out, writing his book, writing his novel, getting to know people. But the first thing he does when he comes into town, he goes up to the Marston house, which is up on a hill. Everybody knows where it is. Everybody knows the history. And tell us about the history, what you remember, Jordan, kind of its importance in this novel.
1: Well, you know, it just, it kind of has, it's one of those houses, one of the the quotes from the from the book. When we, you know, each each section of the book, he has kind of like a little... I don't know excerpt from a book or whatever he, he King chose to use the uh, Shirley Jackson Hill House um, for the start of the first yeah. section right. um, of the book and so it's just kind of one of those houses that just draws evil to it
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and, and so Ben so there was supposedly a guy that, that had like hung himself and part of like a dare you know all the kids because every like it had notoriety the house itself, but then they had him go in there and like check it out. Yeah. So he he's like, I think he's either saw like a, a ghost or he thought he saw, but like saw the guy.
0: Yeah. That was a little, I wouldn't say confusing. It was nebulous. Like, did he really yeah. see something or was it like a ghost? Like you said, or what?
1: Yeah. Hu- Hubert Marston, the, the, the guy, but yeah, it's just kind of one of those, you know, evil houses that that just attracts attracts mm-hmm. things so
0: so Hubie hung he shot his wife it turns out right yep mm-hmm. and then he hung himself was that related to the current storyline or is that just something bad that happened earlier no
1: because that, that, that didn't have anything to do with like vampires or 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 anything and then the house was just vacant um, there's some speculation that that's what Ben was actually trying to like get was that house. <laughs>
0: oh yeah, <laughs> he he wanted stay. to buy it. He went to the yeah, realtor perfect. and he's like, no, nope, someone already bought it.
1: Yeah, so then they already sold it to, uh, is it Strake Straker? I Straker, yeah. Um, who, you know, is, is bringing the vampire over? But yeah, so you know, it's just been, I think, empty since then. So
0: okay. And I was wondering when when it, the story starts out there he drives up there and you kind of get that flashback from when he went in there was a kid and i'm like oh, why why would you want to buy that house <laughs> sounds creepy first of all the house sounds creepy then you have this crazy experience why do you want to live there so i don't know that was which leads odd. me to
1: believe that that's what the book I, and again i you know i'm not 100% certain on if he ever discloses because um, I think Susan asks him, like, hey, are you writing about the Marson house? And, but I don't know if he's like, yes, or we'll see what comes from it. But
0: Yeah. His
1: wife wanted to stay there is because that's what he was, you know, writing about.
0: Or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he didn't... I can't remember if he did say, yeah, I'm writing about it or not, but she would ask him, you know, he'd kind of look at it. <laughs> or he was yeah. looking at it and she's like, are you writing about it? And he would he would never say. <laughs> Maybe he eventually did, but... I don't remember that part, but yeah. So it had a, a pretty good impact on him growing up. Uh, left Left him scarred emotionally. Sounds like. Um, but yeah, he wanted to buy it, live there, write his novel there. But uh, Straker. So I read. So Straker's the enabler of the vampire, right?
1: Yeah, he's the he's the one that you know makes all the arrangements. Uh, you know, he can be out in public. He's the one that...
0: But he's a vampire? Uh,
1: no, I, my understanding is he's not a vampire. He is just the, you know, in traditional vampire sense, he's kind of the, uh, you know, assistant. Uh, uh, he's the assistant to the vampire in <laughs> office terms. <Yeah. laughs> so he, he's, he's the one that's just in charge of, like, You know, hey, I'm going to purchase your house. Hey, I'm bringing you, you know, people. Um, kind of that notion. You know, it's been a while for the vampire, so it's, you know, he's weak. He needs, you know, he needs a human helper to get kind of things rolling. Whether he becomes a vampire or not, I'm not. I'm not sure.
0: Yeah. Um, But then Barlow is the vampire.
1: Yeah, Barlow is the vampire. Uh, Straker says he's the human agent. So
0: okay, he's just a bad dude. Yeah, Mm -hmm.
1: I don't know. You know, I never know if these people are promised like, you know, power or eventually to become a vampire. So that's why they, you know, why they do these things. But
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think they addressed it. But I use he was able to use the guy's money right to buy the house to buy the store. Mm -hmm. So he probably had, you know, access to the, the funds to get what he wanted, whatever he wanted. So that was probably part of the deal, too. So they they move into the house. And uh, right about the same time Ben Mears does, because it sounds like no one was living there when he went up there initially. And then later they moved in. Yeah. And then...
1: Yeah, it's kind of almost, almost simultaneously that... But- Mm-hmm. You know, because the house was vacant, Ben goes to the you know real estate guy and is like, "Hey, can I? What about the Marston house?" And I'm like, "Oh, someone's buying it." And then now all of a sudden, people are seeing, you know, lights on or yeah. whatever. Yeah. People there.
0: Okay. So then stuff starts happening. Shortly thereafter, uh, the two kids go missing. Is it uh, Danny and um, his brother? Yeah.
1: yeah, the Glick the Glick, Glick boys. boys
0: and Danny's the one that turns it's bitten, right? And I think No, Danny's the one so that dies. Ralphie's
1: the Ralphie's the one that gets taken. He's Oh yeah, yeah. And I'm trying to remember um cuz then I think Danny ends up wind, like in the hospital.
0: That's right.
1: Uh but Ralphie's the one that is gone. Yeah. So Okay. As they were coming home, and they were coming home from uh, Mark Petrie's uh, house when yeah, that
0: happened. Yeah, they were going to go hang out with him. Yep. They got ambushed. Um, so that's the first, well, there was the incident with the dog, right? Hanging on the, the gate of the the, the cemetery. cemetery. Was that before that? Was that the first incident, or did it happen after Danny or Ralphie? I can't, would, I can't yeah. So those two happen pretty close together. And that starts the whole this whole thing going. Um, uh, so they have the funeral for Ralphie and the, the one cemetery guy, he's burying, he's you know, putting dirt on the coffin, right? And he starts to have these thoughts that he's still alive, so he needs to dig him up, right? hmm And then he does, then he gets B- bitten eventually yep. by was it by ralphie i
1: i think so because yeah. then ralphie goes to his brother and then they go to mark and that's kind of where it all yeah okay branches out
0: yeah so that's the impetus of those this whole uh the kids right go for the kids and then go for people connected to the kids. And, uh, so we don't really see anybody get bit at first, right? It's just this, this dark presence, then the, the one guy has thoughts and then he like opens the coffin and you get this, you don't, even, you don't really see anybody get bit at first. So you kind of, I was kind of wondering, okay, are these really vampires or are they just getting killed? <laughs> and so <laughs> then, then it starts to, they start to reappear and they like, oh yeah, they're vampires. Um, yeah. And I, I guess it's the traditional bite them on the neck type, drink their blood, that, that does it? Every,
1: yeah, everything in this is, is traditional, which is why, you know, as we talk with about Mark, uh, who ends up, you know, spoiler alert, he's the boy in from yeah. the beginning. Uh, but the reason he's able to, you know, because all these people are unaware. Uh, uh, you know, like you said, the, the guy in the... In the cemetery. He hears stuff and that leads to his demise. They go to see, you know, Ralphie goes to see his brother and he's like, Oh, it's my brother who's dead.
0: Like, yeah. <laughs> now he's, he's back. Now he's
1: back alive. Yay. You know? <laughs> and, you know, then their mom, she's like, Oh my gosh, she's like, you're back. Like, the, th- the reason Mark was able to uh, refrain from being killed was because he was the kind of weirdo kid that liked the, all the horror stuff. He loved the monsters and he loved Dracula and stuff. So he's like, Okay, I know what's going on like (laughs) Yep. A hundred percent. Like, you know, there was no trickery or hey Yeah, we're the vampires that can do this. Like everything's to the T and so he's like, Nope, not letting you inside, I'm not doing this, like so that's how he was able to Yeah.
0: He was able to recognize the threat, knew what to do to defend himself from the threat based on these monster movies and monster books, right?
1: Mhm, yeah. Where everyone else in the town, like, you know, no no one yeah. watched monster stuff and so yeah, it was Mark that was able to and he he if I'm remembering right, you know, I think he's the one that even went to like Ben and was like, "Hey, this is what's happening because I know I know vampires, like this is what it is." And you know, cuz you know, I think Ben just thought it was evil that was happening, so.
0: hmm Yeah. So, uh, at some point, uh, Ben meets up with uh, Matt, the teacher at the bar, and then they start talking about the vampires, right?
1: And maybe, maybe that, maybe that's who told them about all the, like I said, I, I don't remember if it was him and Matt that we discussing or uh, him and Mark. I was Matt and Mark. <laughs> yeah. King didn't do us any favors in ch- trying to make the names. I was like, hey, who is who's this now again?
0: Yeah. So um, so there when, when Mark and or not Mark, <laughs> Matt so Matt and go, Ben yeah. yep, <laughs> are talking, they're like there's no, it's either you know, it's crazy, right? They admit that it's crazy and they're like, there's no other w- scenario that this could play out, that this could be true. They have to be vampires. Even as crazy as that sounds, that's what it is. And they're willing to, they're willing to be wrong. Like, okay, for we're wrong or we're wrong. Great. Like, we don't want we don't want that to happen anyway, but if we're right, we got to look into this. And so, mm-hmm. um, and then eventually, uh, jimmy so how did how did uh matt end up in the hospital he had the heart attack in the first place right yeah I had a heart attack yeah. was it him no him and susan were at his house and they went upstairs or he went upstairs they heard something he went upstairs and that's when he saw the one guy who had been bitten um yeah mike he, yeah
1: mike because <laughs> they saw him at the bar and uh so you got Mike Mark Matt yeah. And then, yeah so there's they see him at the bar and they're like hey you're not doing too good you come stay with me and then I think that's right after he got that, bit but not turned yeah and I think in that struggle yeah. that's what caused him to have a heart attack um and like fear too of like yeah this, this is a vampire uh you know and I think that's what kind of um clued him in so
0: Mhm. Yeah, so then he, well, he ends up, um, what's his name? We were just talking, the Mike, the gravedigger. He ends up dying in um, Matt's bed, right? Yes. And then the doctor, well, so they call yeah. the doctor. Mm-hmm, yeah. Jimmy. And then that's when they, he's like, oh, okay, this is. They do the exam. They see that he's dead. Um, and they take him at that point, right?
1: And I think he he actually... He was in the bed, and I think he got attacked by a vampire while in the bed, which caused him to die, if you will. And then he came back to, like, it's all... Yeah. You know, that's. I think that's what happened then he came back and everyone was like you were dead Mm -hmm. and now you're here you come back again so
0: yeah so then uh, he goes to the hospital susan finds the ring with the initials mr i think there's a a middle initial but um so then she's like oh and that
1: was yeah mm -hmm.
0: so that's what kind of convinces her like okay because she she didn't want to disbelieve Matt but she in the same veins like there's no way this is true but then she finds the ring and she, they see that the window had been open and there's no footprints it's a second level room so they're like oh it's crazy this is it this is this is true so that's when they start to believe uh susan and dan or not danny susan and uh matt and ben
1: ben yep
0: and somehow Mark gets roped in. I think he, so he's had his experience. He figured it out. With like guys. Mm hmm. And father. Away. Yeah. And then Father Callahan gets brought into it as well, right? Yes. So that's it's basically it's those guys that are the, like, they're the heroes or the, the group that's going to stop all this. Yep. So. So that that whole process took a while, right? That was uh, a good portion of the book. But it was interesting um, how that all plays out. Um, So due to Matt being in bed, and then at some point Susan's old boyfriend attacks Ben. He has to go to the hospital too. So Ben...
1: That was more of a jealousy
0: Mm -hmm. uh,
1: attack. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. But I think he had been bit at that time because he was looking all pale and sweaty and stuff too, and he right? Was
1: having to cover himself up. And yeah. He was wearing he was wearing like a shower cap. Like,
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: All dressed weird. Yeah. To, <laughs> to go out and and during the day.
0: Yeah. So, but he hadn't necessarily turned. But he, yeah, he was jealous. Like you said, they had 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 they had words before, or they'd seen each other or something. Yeah. So. He shows up, attacks Ben. Ben's in the hospital with Matt and Susan's there too. And that's when they start really trying to pin things down. And they bring in Jimmy, who's Matt's doctor. They kind of tell him about things. and Because they ask him, well, when you examine this one body, how did it look? Right? And so then they start. And then uh, eventually Ben and Jimmy go re-examine this other lady who he didn't get to examine because she was Jewish or something and went to another mortuary or another yeah mortuary and was examined there so they go to that mortuary ask the doctor there the mortician there hey can we look at her so he does her a favor they go down there and I think it's it was that the the child abuser or was that someone else do you remember
1: I don't remember who
0: yeah I don't remember either
1: who
0: that one was it it might have no i don't i don't think it it was actually but uh, while they're there, examiner she rises from the dead (laughs) they have to fight her off and does jimmy get bit yeah he gets bit
1: yeah because he that's when he that's when he goes because they keep slowly losing people that believe him and could actually
0: but they were able to like suck out the poison basically right yeah. with him this time and they put some bleach on it or some some chemical they kind of neutralize it and so they're able to prevent because he he had been bit and then a couple minutes later they uh what's his name ben was able to do something like suck it out or get rid of the poison so um so then they they know for sure the science, you know the doctor who's the science guy he knows for sure like this is this is crazy this is what's going on so and from here it just gets worse right you have those chapters that we had talked about before about all the townspeople and people are just letting the vampires in getting bit so the, the the vampire horde is growing so at this point what were you thinking like. How is this going to get resolved?
1: Well, and again, you know, I mean, you know that it, you know, it doesn't go great because yeah, again, going back to the opening, there, there's just two of them that yeah, you know, two of them left, and uh, and and uh, and their actions the whole time, you know, it's it didn't go great. They're still terrified, you know, they're kind of in shock and whatever, and so you know. While this is happening, you know, and you've had this kind of setup of, uh, you know, this whole first part of the book is also kind of a you know romance novel. You've got Ben and Susan; it's a it's a love story mixed in with a vampire story.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. You know, but you know, you know, she's probably not gonna make it because she's obviously now in love with with Ben, and they're together, and she's not around in the beginning of the book. So it's just kind of you know. You know, and I kind of, like I said, I I kind of like those things sometimes because I like being like, okay, let's see how this all goes down, so.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I did think that, uh, I like, go oh, Susan, where is she? Did she make it or not? I didn't think she was going to get her, the fate that she gets. I thought something else had happened, maybe. They had split up, you mm-hmm. know, went different ways or something, so... But yeah, that's kind of the next part is um, Susan decides to go off on her own to look at, because they had this plan that they were going to go up to the, the house, the Marston house, and just attack him there. Yeah. Um, and since uh, Ben and Jimmy were taken too long, because they were dealing with this uh, other vampire lady, uh, she decides to go on her own. So she drives up there. She ends up running into Mark, and I think is this when he kind of is brought into the group?
1: I think so. I think she and Mark meets. Can Mark is like, yeah. Th- now, now, now I'm remembering because Mark is like, hey, there's like, yeah.
0: Man, Don't go Mark in there. And
1: she's like, oh yeah, we we know. That. Yeah. <laughs> we we know. He was kind of doing his own. Like he didn't know mm-hmm. that. Yeah, that's right. He didn't know. Other people knew what was going on um, and he knew from just, you know, his like
0: his experience
1: nerdiness of horror. Ben and, and Jimmy and all them from, OK, we've seen this stuff and this was when now they all clashed together. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. So Mark and Susan, this part, this is one of those when you're watching the horror movie and like, oh, let's go in the basement. There's a scary noise. You're like, no, don't do it. You know, this is that kind of moment. We're like, no, don't go in the house. You, if you're going in, you got to take like 10 people and guns and stakes and, you know, all the bad, all the stuff to get rid of the bad guys. But they decided to do it anyway. And they break in the house, right? The window or the door or something. And they go in, they're looking around. Susan, she, she goes in the basement by herself, right? Yes. And Mark goes upstairs by himself, so they split up, which is another dumb thing. Uh, but I think this book was written before all those those scary movies, right? Because it was like 75. This is, and,
1: yes, this, you know, maybe the precursor to the horror, rule, the rules of horror, right? Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> how the characters act during horror stuff.
0: Yeah. So, and then Mark runs into um, Straker, and uh, he gets tied up, right? And he's going to come back. He ties him up so he can go deal with Susan, and then when it gets dark, the Barlow's going to come get him. Mm
1: -hmm, Yeah.
0: So, Straker leaves, and he's like, oh, I got to get out. So, he eventually escapes or is able to get free from his bonds, but then that's right when Straker comes back, so he hits him with a a chair leg or a bedpost or some club. And is that when he dies, or do you, does he just get knocked out? I can't remember.
1: With Straker? Yeah. Um.
0: I think he gets knocked out, but he's all you know, bloody and stuff. So. Yeah, he does die there, yep. He is mm-hmm. killed by
1: by
0: mark okay yep so he he does that and then runs down there but it's too late for susan right mm-hmm. she's been turned she's been bit because by that time it was being dark or close to dusk so barlow wakes up and takes her so he runs back he runs out goes and finds uh, the, the group and they start to plan and that's when Ben's like, well, or Ben's told, it's like, you got to kill Susan, right? You're the one, There's because of their connection, you're the one that has to do it, stake through the heart. And this was when they we we start hearing about the stakes to the heart, the garlic, the crosses. And I think that's when they bring in Callahan. Um,
1: yeah, the priest. The priest. Yep. And this is kind of like what you said, too, when they were saying, they're like, we got to do this. And I think they had that discussion, like, well... Like if we're wrong, and if they're not vampires, like we're, we're just gonna be like straight up murdering people, <laughs> killing people, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, if, if 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 they're not really vampires, and this that was kind of their like, hey, yeah, we like we know what we're doing, like because you know they were kind of having to elude the the law a little bit to yeah know, killing off the townsfolk themselves that had, yeah. had turned. so
0: yeah, and they get the holy water from Father Callahan, right? Mm-hmm. And I was surprised how much, um, religion and faith took a role in this book. Um, you know, father Callahan had faith that the cross would work and the holy water would work. And so do these people, but they weren't necessarily religious, these others, but they had faith in that these symbols would work. Right.
1: Yeah. And that's, that is kind of a big, a big uh, part in this, and and you know, kind of interesting from a you know writer who's not known for you know faith based works, if you will. Yeah. Um, but again, it kind of goes back to the you know traditional vampire. Yeah. You know, it's it's not not you know because some some vampire books you get and it's like you know. Oh, the science behind things. Like, this is why garlic works. This yeah. is why it's all, you know, they can't see themselves in the mirror because they're molecules. But like, they, you know, you yeah. see those science stuff. This is just straight up like, we bless this holy water. Yeah. Price <laughs> is going to get them. Like, yeah. that's, the <laughs> like that's, that's the science behind it. So there's yeah. not a lot of, uh, you know, scientific fact other than just, hey, have. Have faith, the cro- you know, they don't, the cross will work, the holy water yeah. will work, bring a Bible with you.
0: Like,
1: yeah. <laughs> there you go. That's how you kill vampires. <laughs> yeah.
0: And it's so cliche, but back then it wasn't And when he wrote it, but it's so cliche that I thought they would show up, they'd do the holy water thing, they'd show them the cross and it wouldn't do anything. They're <laughs> like, oh, yeah. well, that didn't work. <laughs> Dang it. Now they're dead. <laughs> So what I was surprised is to, to see that it worked but I guess like well what if it didn't work you know what's the the recourse cuz you can't you can't shoot them right
1: No I mean it's it's strictly
0: the the stake through yeah. the heart
1: is the you know the next one I want to see you know, Let's see the other famous vampire book I'm trying to see with when it came out Oh interview with the vampire had come out prior to this so yeah i mean that's kind of when you have the starts but yeah it was all yeah the classic classic vampire the stuff
0: that was introduced in dracula
1: yeah yep i mean and that's you know a little you know backstory that i mean that's what he wanted to do king just wanted a modern modern dracula he's you know and he's from new england and it happened in a new England town and that's kind of the whole, you know, uh, you know, I, I always, I'm one for, I like seeing reimagined of the classics. Cause yeah. you know, I want my kid to read Dracula and he's like, this book this is lame. like Yeah. You know, <laughs> language and it's weird and everything. Yeah. And so, you know, that's kind of what this was. It's just a modern Dracula. I mean, you know, the stories fit pretty. And that's what he wanted to do. Also, that's, You know it wasn't like by happenstance he set out to just to do that just that so
0: yeah yeah plus you you don't really have to explain things right it's just a matter of we already grew up with this knowledge from the movies or just watching TV and various other vampire shows so it's already in place it's just okay this is this is who it is there's no weird strange thing it's just the normal vampire stuff which was which is good so they, they get the stuff, the religious, uh, ar- um, artifacts to help them. And they end up going up to the Marston house, killing Susan, Ben does it. He's traumatized by it. It's hard, rightfully so. Um, and then they go to vent. They somehow they end up at, uh, Mark's house and his parents are there. Because I
1: I think Barlow, uh, for kind of vengeance for, because Mark killed Straker, yeah. Um, your parents are gonna get it, like. Yeah. Because they kind of were you know pinning him down, and it was kind of one of those things. And so he gets out, and that's where he he goes was to to Mark's house.
0: So. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it ends up being Callahan and Mark that go there, right? To talk to the parents and they get there. Nothing's wrong. They tell them, Hey, this is what's happening in the town. The parents are like, what What kind of crap are you feeding our kid? And you actually killed someone. And our son was there. What are you guys doing? You're crazy. We want you out of the house. And then the lights go out <laughs> and they're like, oh, no. I go, no, it's about to hit the fan and the lights come back on or something happens. And it, he's in there. Barlow's in there. And he kills Mark's parents in front of them. Slams their heads together, so they didn't get bit necessarily. Uh, so they are spared that that uh, horror. Yeah. And this is where we get the confrontation. I think is pretty important between Callahan, Father Callahan, and uh, Barlow. And this is where you know faith is such a big deal. But Barlow, he's he's got those those words. You know, he's able to use his uh, tongue to convince Father Callahan that he he's not as faithful as he thinks he is. So then he ha- he's holding the cross in front of him and it's shining bright and preventing Bartle from getting to him. But as he talks to him and kind of seeds the or sows the seeds of doubt into Father Callahan, the light starts to decrease and the cross is eventually broken, right? So then Father Callahan is doomed. And then he do you remember this part? Uh, he doesn't bite Callahan. He makes Callahan bite him. Is that? He uh, and sucks his blood. <laughs> I think that's what happened. Yeah, oh, there's already a wound there. Some,
1: he yeah. He Barlow takes some of Callahan's blood, oh. which then kind of. I don't. I don't really know the true significant. Like almost an act of. Dominance, if, if you will.
0: Okay. But does Callahan turn into a vampire?
1: I would say, I would say probably not. I would say it's not uh, ever explicitly said. He just takes off. He. Yeah. Callahan. Runs away. He's defeated. And, and we we don't hear from him. For the
0: rest of the book. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, there's a, he tries to go to the church, right? And he, he gets shocked, pushed. He can't enter the holy place anymore. Yeah. So he gets on a bus and leaves. And then there's a scene where he's like talking to the bus driver. Hey, go get me a sandwich or something. <laughs> it was kind of weird. But yeah, he, he goes on the bus and we don't hear from him again. Um yeah. But I didn't get the sense that he was a vampire, that he was... Like he wasn't himself. Maybe he hadn't turned yet. I don't know. He's kind of in that middle place where he's not the same person, but he's not necessarily a vampire.
1: Yeah, we we do in part of the the ongoing King universe. Many years later, run into Father Callahan. Okay, uh, and he's he's not a not a vampire, so I, okay. you know. I I don't know if it's kind of, you know, as we talk modern vampire stuff, like, um, there's the movie Underworld, and they've got some people that are, like, a little bit vampire, but not, <laughs> like all the way vampire. I don't know, you know, he might be something like that because of what happened with Barlow, but he is, you know, he's kind of, his life mission is to, Rid the world of vampires, so he kind of becomes a vampire hunter. Oh, okay. Um, Van Helsing, huh? Yeah, he kind of. So he, you know, he he ends up um, he ends up becoming a main character. Well, not main character, but a decently significant character in the the Dark Tower. He's that's where they end up. People finding him again. So okay,
0: does he have any special abilities like?
1: Like a vampire or anything? Not, not that I can re- recall. And I've only read The Dark Tower ever one, one time straight through, so I don't. My knowledge on that's not super great, but I, I think he's just, yeah, like I ran away from evil once, and not gonna let it happen again, and okay. so he's just in, in the fight against evil. Then, so
0: all right, good. So um, he survives, and he decides to. Make some changes instead of running. That's good. I like it. Cool. So he's he's gone. He's out of the picture. So it's just uh, Mark and Ben and Jimmy and then Matt. But Matt ends up getting a heart attack again at some point in the hospital. So he never, once he goes to the hospital, he doesn't leave, right? He's just there kind of directing things. He does all the, the homework and tells people what to do.
1: Yep. And then that second heart attack uh, gets him.
0: Yeah. So he ends up dying at some point later, towards the end of the book. Yep. And so then Jimmy, he he can't leave. So Jimmy and um, Matt and Mark decide to, well, we got to find Barlow. He's not at the house anymore. They go back. He's not there. So we got to find him, kill him. We got to get rid of him because this is before long, the whole town's going to be vampires and then it's just going to spread from there. And we'll be doomed. So they figure they kind of finally figure out where he's hiding, and it's actually in the place where uh, Ben was staying. It was he was, the boarding house he was at? So they uh, they go to make a bunch of stakes, and uh, Ben's like, "Okay, I'll do this." You kind of mark houses where people are vampires, and we'll get to them later, but. Th- Then when they separate, Mark and Matt, that's when they figure out where Barlow's at. So they decide just to go there instead of waiting. Because the plan was to wait till the next day. They're like, well, we don't want to wait another night. So they go there, and uh, it doesn't turn out too good for them. So uh, we find that the the lady who runs the boarding house, I kind of liked her. She was, uh, we get her viewpoint or at least she's involved in the story enough that you kind of, you're rooting for her to survive a little bit, at least I was, but she doesn't make it. (laughs) And, uh, they find that he's down in the basement. So they open the door to go down there and, uh, Jimmy, there's, they had cut the stairs and put like a bunch of knives on the bottom as a trap. So Jimmy it's dark. He just kind of steps off like you normally would to go downstairs and there's no stairs. He falls, lands on the knives and is killed. Yep. What'd you think of that death? <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, that, that one I, I remember as like, that's one of the ones that I like, it's just burned in your, yeah. your brain almost it's like, Oh my gosh. <laughs> like, yeah.
0: <laughs> it's one of the heroes, right? So, You're like, what? No way. Yeah. Then, then it was. Um, he's just laying there. He He didn't die instantly. <laughs> he's just laying there, and he tells the kid to go to leave, right? Because he had he had something, didn't he? I think they had to come back for. I can't remember the flashlight. So, but yeah, the kid leaves, gets in the car, <laughs> drives the car for the first time back to Ben, and then I think um they decide do they stay the night or they decide to go back that day
1: um i am not
0: yeah i can't remember
1: 100% sure if yeah when when they confronted so yeah i
0: think they maybe they do go back right then no they don't they they go back the next day and actually, I don't, I don't remember. Anyway, they go back eventually. And as they're, they have to find out where he is. He's like hidden way back in this tunnel underneath the cellar and all this stuff. So they eventually pull him out. And just as they're getting ready to stake him, he wakes up and this is big fight. But uh, Ben's able to do it and kill him. But uh, I was expecting all the other vampires to die because he's like you said, patient zero. and but that didn't happen.
1: No, they're still around.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and so they 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 decided to leave at that point, right? They're like, we're out of here.
1: That. Yeah. Well, and they. I mean, they got. I I don't know if they thought. You know, as you did. Hey, this we've done it. Like this is, this is it. I think they they went through and got a significant portion but i don't know if they knew quite that there was more Mm -hmm. people because that's when they kind of got the newspaper clippings of like you know hey things are going on here so
0: yeah so they eventually leave but leave a lot of vampires behind and this part was weird to me I i think it's because of our modern world right if something like this were to happen now it'd be all over social media it'd be in the news and People wouldn't just be like, oh, this town's kind of quiet. We'll just keep going, keep on driving down the road. We don't want to stop here. You know, oh, we haven't seen these guys in, in months. Oh, well, they must be doing their own thing. No big deal, right? Yeah. Oh, we haven't heard from the cops from this town or this. no one's going to school. Oh, well, you know. So I think that my modern day uh, experiences are shading that. But I do remember, you know, I grew up in the 70s and 80s where we didn't have cell phones. It's kind of like, you know, when you're watching the X-Files and you're like, oh, if they had a cell phone, they could solve this mystery real quick. <laughs> they Just take a picture of the alien and they'd be good. So it's kind of like that, where if they just had the, the modern communication that we did or, you know, Internet, this wouldn't be a story. Yeah. Or it'd be a completely different story, I guess I should say. So, yeah, they just leave and then they... We they were back to the the prologue timeline, and they decide to come back. Um, and it's been about a year since, at least since Ben rolled into town. It's been about a year later that they come back, and nothing's really changed, right? The vampires are still living. There's no live humans, right? There's just vampires. Mm-hmm. So I was expecting and that. I- Go ahead.
1: I don't remember too. I mean, I'm. Do they burn down the house?
0: Yeah. So they come back, and that's what they do. They're like, "We got to burn it down," because in the throughout the beginning of the story, they talk about this big fire. So they're like, "Oh, that's that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna start a fire where this other one, the same place this other one started, and the wind will just burn it. You know, carry the fire and burn the whole town down." Yeah. So they do that, and I think that's the end. And I think they were going to go back and try and kill some more. Um, Because it doesn't burn. I don't think it burns down the whole town. But um, anyways, so that's their solution. And then that's the end of the story. So um, I didn't like that solution. (laughs) I didn't think it was thorough (laughs) enough. There's, oh, it's burning down. Uh, cause I was thinking, well, aren't these vampires going to go out and feed in the next town over or someone drives through and they attack the person who stops for gas or goes to the restaurant, you know, what do you think?
1: So one of the interesting things is, uh, there's a, there's a short story. King writes a lot of short stories, okay. um, uh, and so there's a short story I want to say it's called uh one for the road um and it takes place after and it kind of deals with that like this you know this guy uh stumbles into this bar and is like "Uh, like my car broke down and you know know, and they're like (laughs) they these guys from the bar they're like hey let's go find your family or whatever and they pull in. He's like, "We went this way, and it's like Salem's Lawn. They're like, "No, no, 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 like, <laughs> not going there." Not, like, <laughs> sorry, dude. Uh, it's it's over, and um, that so it kind of builds that lore of like. And so oddly enough, though, the vampires just kind of are like, "This is our this is our town." Yeah, maybe we just sur- survive off of stragglers. Uh, there also was a really awful movie <laughs> uh, it's one of those famous I, I don't know if we've discussed this before i think we did when we talked about carrie again people making just a awful vampire movie and they're like no one is gonna watch this what are we gonna do and they're like i know let's just call it Return to Salem. <laughs>
0: okay, yeah, I think you brought <laughs> that, that did, up. Yeah,
1: they got, they got me. I paid five bucks. <laughs> I own it now. It's it is Tara Reed, It was her. Uh, I think acting debut, maybe. In it. Yeah. But the like that there's a school, and the school only goes at nighttime.
0: And
1: <laughs> this guy just this outsider just ventures into this town. Him and his like a strange son. I don't know why they. Like, it doesn't make any sense because, again, it doesn't have anything to do with like Salem's Lot for other than the name is Salem's Lot just to get people like interested in the movie. So I don't know why this guy goes to this town to stay. But then he falls in love and there's vampires everywhere. And so that does kind of what it, it's just they just have their own town and they just. Oh, actually, yeah, because he's like a. Movie person, and he's like interviewing some of the vampires, and they just want to be (laughs) left alone and share their way. Like it's just it's bizarre, but that's Hmm. so King had nothing to do with that. But in his short story, it's just yeah, the vampires are just kind of taken over the area, and it's just you know all the people that live around the area are like, hey, don't go, you know, don't go through Salem, don't go through Salem's lot, like take the long way and if you yeah. go to Salem's lot you're you're toast so that's kind of what it is
0: now that so. I think about it as you're talking I think they, that was the reason why they were reading the newspaper clippings to see if they were still active mm-hmm. so I think that's how they but with as many vampires as there was there should be should have been a lot more missing people and animals but there was some that were going missing so they're like oh, it's still going well we gotta go back But, uh, I think, yeah, maybe they're, they don't need that much sustenance if they, because it's not necessarily that they're hungry, is it? It's just, they want to turn the other people that they know. Yeah, it's
1: just them, yeah, to kind of eliminate threats almost. Yeah, yeah. If you will, so.
0: Yeah, so it's not like they're starving for blood and they need to go out and feed like some of the movies are. Like zombies and stuff. So it sounds like it's just, yeah, if this guy's here, we'll we'll attack him and turn him into one of us. But if not, we're fine. So that's what it seems to be. All right. So you uh, we, we talked about the movie, the awful sequel, the unofficial yes. sequel. Uh, we had also mentioned that they were filming a Salem's Lot movie, like a new one. And I looked into it a little bit. And it was by James Wan.
1: Yeah, that, yes. It's actually the first, you know, because the, the the first two movies, one came out right after the book on, it was like CBS, again, made for TV movie. Yeah. And then Rob Lowe was in one that was on TNT um, back in like 04. So it has two made for TV movies, never an actual feature film mm-hmm. other than the awful sequel. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Okay. No, who knows? Who knows when it's coming out? No, <laughs> it's, it's, it's. Well, I
0: saw it, that it was, was supposed to come like, out last fall, and I think that's when we first talked about it. Yeah. And then they pushed it back to April. But I haven't seen anything about it.
1: No, it's. I Supposedly it's done.
0: Yeah. One of, yeah.
1: The, one of the worries was, you know, there was, you know, the thing, you know, the last couple months where just. Studios were just scrapping movies like, "Hey, it's done, but if we never release it, we can write uh, it off as a total loss." Like so the Batgirl thing. Yep. Yeah, so people were kind of. There is that worry that they might just be like, they "Can't, it's not coming out on theaters." So I don't. No one knows what's happening with it yet. Yeah. But I'm hoping it. It's. It's always been one of my favorite Stephen King stories. Again, just because it's just the classic you know i think it's probably his only one other than like ghosts but i mean it's just this is the classic like monster movie and i like i really do like his version of the vampire story so i want to see a good movie done of it
0: so yeah well you think with james wan on board he's a a horror director he also did the aquaman movies right so he's got some clout he's got some experience you think it'd be good uh wonder what happened with that
1: I am still optimistic that I'll get to see it. So yeah.
0: yeah, hopefully. All right, and you mentioned there's a short story. So I th- I think so I need to read that.
1: Yeah, multiple. So there's the one there's the one for the road, which is the sequel. And then there is
0: Is that the, a like full-on novel or just a short story?
1: No, it's just a short story. Okay. I'm not sure what collection it's it's in. Um I don't know what yeah, what collection it's in. There is a prequel called Jerusalem's Lot, oh. which was the, the second title of Salem's Lot. It was initially called Second Coming. <laughs> they scrapped that title. Then they went Jerusalem's Lot, and then they thought that was too religious, and so they scrapped that and went with Salem's Lot. But then he has a short story called Jerusalem's Lot, which that one is really interesting. Cause that takes place in like the 1700s and it's kind of about the settlement of,
0: hmm.
1: uh, and it does deals more with like the occult kind of like this ancient being that lives in the town. And that's where the evil comes from. Um, they did a really good series on epics called chapel Um, that adrian brody was in and um so that one was really good like a that ten- was
0: based on jerusalem's lot
1: based on jerusalem's lot so nothing to do with like salem's lot
0: mm-hmm.
1: um the, the vampires in it are i mean they're vampires it's more a primitive type of vampire but i mean it's it's really good especially if you like the kind of you know oh, you know, seventeen hundred style yeah. stuff very Creepy. So that was really good. So that deals with, yeah, the beginning
0: of the town. So, yeah. So it's kind of a magnet for evil. Yes. This Mm -hmm. town is. So. And I think I would. Maybe I'm remembering wrong, but wasn't there something bad before Hubie Marston? Like another evil? Or is that. I'm just misremembering. And I'm not sure if they
1: talk about it with the with the house and they might even allude to a little bit of that stuff with because uh, with this uh, Jerusalem's Lot story there's this book of and they call it the worm and it's this just evil ancient being thing that this uh, kind of cult religion is trying to summon up hmm. so they might allude to that in the, in the book I'm not 100% yeah. sure I get them all, yeah. Mixed up on, on where they talk, but
0: yeah, okay. We'll have to read those two short stories, and maybe we can do like a quick follow it's,
1: up. Yeah, short stories are really, really good. The one, the Jerusalem's Lot one, is told like letters back and forth. Uh. Um, so it's it's pretty interesting, and yeah, the, the show is one of my favorite Stephen King. Works and and it was interesting. They called it Chapel Wait. That's like the estate the guy lives in. But I don't. I think they did that to differentiate from just Salem's Lot. And yeah, but
0: okay.
1: Yeah, really, really good though.
0: How long is that show? Is it it's like-, like
1: a one hour, one hour, an episode, and ten episodes? So it's a, oh. a ten hour thing. Okay. So.
0: Yeah. To
1: check yeah. So it, out. I mean, it it. You know the, the the short story is like thirty pages, so it del- it just <laughs> and and it's and the short story is literally just this guy writing letters and slowly going crazy because he's uh. and so they uh, I mean there's a whole lot in the show that's not in the in the book, so they yeah it's pretty interesting. So
0: okay, all right, well, so that's Salem's Lot. Anything else you want to add for? For this episode,
1: oh no, this—I mean, it's one of my, one of my favorites. Uh, a little, I guess one little tidbit: he, he had a—he had two books he, that were ready to go after he wrote Carrie, and one was more of a—I don't want to say thriller. It later came out as a Bachman book about a guy who. People are widening a road, and they're going to take over his house, and he's like, "No, you're not!" And he <laughs> shoots them all and stuff like that. And they had that, or they had this uh, Salem's Lot. And so the guy's like, "Well, if you come out with Salem's Lot, you're going to be a you're going to be typecast as a horror writer." So and he's like, "All right, let's do it." <laughs> so they, okay. that's, that's what came out. So yeah, that's kind of the that was really the start. Because I mean, Carrie. You know, horror book, but I think, yeah, it takes that second one to just really make you the, you know, horror writer. So this was kind yeah. of the, the start, so.
0: Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I liked it too. I'd probably give it an eight, seven and a half, eight. Yeah. Um, out of ten. Uh, so what's next in the chronological timeline?
1: What's next is... The the book that got me into Stephen King, my all time favorite, The Shining. Shining, okay. You cannot get, I don't think, much better than than that. So
0: okay, cool. Yeah,
1: it, that that's what's up next. So yeah, that's a good one. All right.
0: <laughs> well, I'll get reading on that one. Hopefully, it won't take three months. <laughs>
1: no, that that one's that one's a pretty pretty quick. I mean, in my opinion, a pretty quick. Yeah. Quick read. So.
0: Yeah, my problem with this one is I just got sidetracked with like five other books before I finished this one. So, yeah,
1: but, when you have the shelf of things you're trying to get
0: through, yeah, <laughs> I got a pile of TBR. So, that's
1: like with me, I'm like, oh man, do I really want to read 70 books again? <laughs> yeah, but yeah, so yeah, that's what's that's what's next. The shining, so cool.
0: All right well thanks everyone for listening watching the podcast uh, the Stephen King podcast Uh, like we said we'll be doing The Shining next so read that book or if if you've already read it tune in next time for the next episode Uh, but we'll get started on that at least I will it sounds like Jordan has already read it a few times so he's good Um, maybe I'll watch the movie too and we can compare I haven't seen it for a while since I was I don't know 20 years ago Budget. despite
1: what people say it's a good movie I I like the movie so
0: yeah so watch it and talk about because this one's better than Cujo right as far as the production quality yeah this,
1: this I mean this is Stanley Kubrick did it this is a this is a good movie so
0: yeah yeah okay so we'll do that talk about the book and the movie how they compare how they differentiate where how they how they're different and which is better maybe so But yeah, thanks everyone for joining us. Make sure you like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. It helps us out. Uh, We appreciate your time and we'll catch you next time.